<laughs> uh, <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. Mm. And today I have one of my favorite people that I love to frolic and play with. Let's see, Make, it gonna, uh, Make it in such. And I'm going to see if I can pronounce her, her first name. I ain't trying her, her last name. But I'm going to try her, her first name. I believe it's pronounced Melitza. Very good. Better Yay! than my husband, Gaia. <laughs> <laughs> and Melitza is going to tell us all about what she does in the world and why she is spectacular. Well, let's just face it. <laughs> but, um, what I offer in the world is a means for people to step into more pleasure in all areas of their life. But I'm mostly interested in pleasure of bodies because that's how we experience pleasures through having bodies. So I love the exploration of uh, pleasure in so many different ways. It's not always uh, putting the body parts together, but body parts are pretty sweet too. So I do talk about that on the pleasure zone, which is my my podcast slash radio show um, that you can find on like, I don't know, 70 platforms or something. So look for it. You'll find it on all your favorites. Which is fantastic. Um, so, and for everybody who's just tuning in for the very first time and you don't know me, I'm Gaia Morissette. I'm your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your BDSM wellness specialist, and your high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics, as well as your pro-dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know, right? How fun is that? Mm -hmm. So I had Melitza on my show a while ago and we were talking about nipples. All nipples. things nipples. Nipples, 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 nipples. And we kind of ended up in the conversation about like nipple shame and bras and we kind of started to go down that rabbit hole and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, that's a whole show on its own." So I've invited her back so that we can drop into let's talk about nipple shame and let's talk about bras, let's talk about what's all that's going on. I like it. Mm -hmm. I think there is a lot. I, I mean, I think part of the whole wearing bras does come down to so much of it is the nipple shame. Like personally for me, I wear a bra because I don't want to poke people's eyeballs out with my nipples. And in a small town, it's bound to happen when you go to the grocery store and people are like, whoa, there's the nipple lady. And then you get, you know, that's your new title, which is all good and stuff. But I'd like to be known for other things other than the nipple lady. So. so where do you think, okay, so I'm the opposite. I'm the complete <laughs> opposite. Like I never wear a bra. Well, except for like, on, I have head. A, on my head. Like, so here, here we go. Here, here's, here's my, this is how I wear my bras. Right. It looks really good on you like that. It's Doesn't very it kind of, yeah. Like I feel like kind of like Mennonite or Amish-ish. Yeah. Like there's some old school thing happening. If you had a big collar, it would be awesome. Yeah, exactly. I look very Victorian. Right? <laughs> um, and I own one bra. So there, that's the proof. Um, and then I'm forced to wear this bra. This is actually my, forced. This, I'm forced to wear this bra for family weddings. This is the designated family wedding bra. I love it. <laughs> The force. You are into BDSM, so maybe you enjoy the pleasure of the force. We don't know exactly what's going on there, Kaya. No, this is one. Those are hard limits. Like a hard, hard, hard limit that I only break for family members if it's their wedding. That's that's the rule. 
that's that's great. And so for me, I like for me my boobs love to be free. Mm. Like for it, it feels like when I put on a bra, it it does. It feels forced. It feels like it's like restrictive. I feel like I feel like I'm suffocating. I can't breathe in the thing. And I'm like, what is going on? And and recently I just did a whole. Uh, podcast on this but and I share the story about being you know at my brother's wedding and being forced to wear a bra and all this stuff and anyway so I'm standing there the end of the night I've had this thing on for hours <laughs> like oh my god torture right torture and I turn to my father's girlfriend and I'm like pulling on it and I'm like retesting it and I turned to her I'm like how do you wear these things all the time? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> That's hilarious. Was she like totally confused? No, she knows me. So <laughs> she's, not, she's not surprised. And so we ended up having this dialogue about, you know, her comfort level and what does the bra mean for her and 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 I think and that's the kind of conversation I want to have right now is yeah. like okay like we both have different reasons why we wear a bra or why we choose not to wear a bra and that and I really want all of our listeners to be like there is no right or wrong in this this is just a conversation right yeah an exploration pro- of options really of options yeah. right and there is no like I'm there's the right camp and the wrong camp. There's none of those things, right? I just want I want as we talk about our experiences, I just and you're listening, I just really want you to drop into these are just I love that options, possibilities, a new way yeah. of thinking about things. I love that. I, I know for me, like so I've never been forced to wear a bra in my life. Nobody's ever been like you have to. Uh, my husband's quite the opposite. If I've been wearing a bra like all day and he's, and he might've noticed that I was, he's like, just take your bra off. Your boobies want to be free. And he's, he's like, so he's like, you know, it's probably a good thing that you do wear a bra around because you would get discounts. Men would stare at you. I'd have to fend, you know, men off all over the place. And I'm like, you're so full of crap. But he's like, no, he's like, you don't get it. Your nipples would entice people to just be drawn to you. So I think it's funny because that's his perspective on it. And I have not really like gone out publicly without a bra probably for 20 years. Um, and, And it was just like something where I started to get, especially after having my daughter, I started to have this, this opinion that my boobs are not a shape that's attractive anymore. I I had a lot of judgment about my breasts. And so for me, a bra was a way to get like a shape that I enjoyed looking at in under my clothes that I didn't feel like when I would look at it and just go, (laughs) I was, yeah. And I think, and I've talked to a lot of moms who have nursed and they have a lot of uh, opinions too, about how their breasts look after they've nursed. And so everybody's into this, like hiking them up and making them look like they, look before you nursed not like we couldn't walk around and be proud of going yeah I nursed for four years check out my new boobies there is some wicked shame that goes on so the bra is definitely something that covers up that shame for sure Mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about that because I think that that's a big piece of this you know is the the breastfeeding shame and Mm -hmm. and and how much of there is 
around it before what it looks like, but just even, even we still live in a culture where you can't just whip out your boob to feed your child. Right. There's still a lot of shame about what breasts are for. I mean, let's be honest. We have them. Their function is to feed babies. That's why we have their main function. Yeah. That's their main function. Now, as a happy byproduct, they can be enjoyed and there's great pleasure and they can be, you know, fun bags. Fun bags for all. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Whatever size your bags are, they're fun bags. They're fun bags. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I think we carry so much. There's all this stuff about what's the perfect boob shape? Mm -hmm. What's the perfect boob size? What is acceptable? You're, you're, you're supposed to have like societally, right? It's like having big boobs and having cleavage is like the, the, the embodiment of what sexy boobs are. But Absolutely. they are supposed to be up around your 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 chin. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that technically, as somebody who has very large breasts, that means that I can't see my feet. I can't see the ground. <laughs> it's dangerous is what you're saying. It's dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> Which is part of reason another reason why I don't wear bras, because how often I trip. And I can't, I can walk, I'm not going to be able to see the dog. (laughs) Very complicated things going on that I hadn't considered. I'm not in the same category. So that is, um, that's something to consider before I go out and get some big kajangas. Like, I think that's valid. That's really valid argument. (laughs) The other thing is, is that when you lay on them, you got to move them out of the way. Split them to the side. Sides, split them <laughs> to the side. It's interesting that actually my personal trainer, she has tiny breasts. And so she were like, she's trying to get me to do stuff. And I'm like, I'm saying to my trainer, I'm like, I can't make that movement. She's like, sure you can. I'm like, my boobs are in the way. <laughs> my arm isn't going to move that way because I got to move around my boob. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> and and so there's all these things about like breasts and boobs and and I think that we need to have another conversation. It looks like we're going to have another show about boobs and yeah. Breast shame and things like that. So let's come back to the nipple or actually yeah. before and like you, what are we inspired. covering our nipples for? And like, I was thinking about this before we came on actually last week when I couldn't get on, but I was thinking about this, like, when did this all begin, right? Like, when did this, this shame and when did this use of even not necessarily bras, but maybe like breast binding, like, when did all of this start? And like, what was the purpose of it? Um, And looking back, I'm not sure if ever the purpose was for women to have more pleasure with this. Like none of it historically seems to add up to do this for your pleasure, ladies. No, this was for everybody else's comfort level and their pleasure. So if we're looking at it from that perspective, like what are we buying into with bras? Like what have we created? And, and then to look at the side effects of wearing them, right? So some, like right now I have one on, but it's actually like a soft kind of a, and it's mostly to tame the nipples down. So that's all I have pretty pretty um obvious nipples right so my my 
in my areola isn't obvious but it's like the actual nipple part is like like and in our house we kind of joke if I want attention from my daughter I'm like psh, psh, like my nipples are pointing at her and then she responds psh, psh. <laughs> so our nipples conversate with each other <laughs> because they can because they're that out there so, so I, I love wonder, like, yeah that conversation of like when did we start choosing this that wasn't necessarily for our pleasure well and it was not for our pleasure like there's nothing about it that was about our pleasure it was like which is why that the movement in the 60s was like the burn those bras burn the bras it was like taking back our power our our sexuality our freedom our femininity our strength like all of these things that you know wearing a bra was like the society saying that you need to contain it it's like it's mm-hmm. almost like this i this thing of like you need to contain it you need to contain your breasts you need to contain your nipples you need to contain your sexuality you need to contain it because everybody else is out of control if you can't contain it it's like this that's whole right body. It's like, like the whole world is like, we'll explode, you know, we'll explode in this, you know, radical orgy that's going to happen. As <laughs> because you of your nipples and your boobies being exposed. exposed. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's right? kind of like a chastity belt for your boobies. Let's face it. Yeah. So instead of having like the little lock and key, we've just got those latches in the back, which are kind of a tricky thing for some people to get to get them off so it is the challenge like if you can get that off then you can you can play with those um you know beautiful bags of love but otherwise if you can't get that off oh well denied tough titties on you there's <laughs> no, that happening. just not not gonna be good right <laughs> And the thing about like the nipple being, having your nipple seen. So this is the thing that always I find really fascinating because I have very erect nipples all mm-hmm. the time. Like too all the time. They're just, they're, for the most part, unless it's like a hundred degrees out and my whole body is like sweating and totally in this state of relaxation, my nipples are erect and I have pronounced nipples so you can see them through my clothes you Mm -hmm. can see them through my stuff however you can also see them when I put a bra on like they're like no I will not be denied that's awesome (laughs) I have rebellious nipples (laughs) that's so fun (laughs) but that being said it's so fascinating because as like as a, a species as human species, we all have nipples. Everybody has nipples. Some have extra nipples. And some I have, have like family more- members with like extra nipples. Exactly. You don't have bras that accommodate that though, do you? No. So third nipple, totally exposed, like showing that off all the time. <laughs> we have that genetically. I don't personally, but I would celebrate the shit out of that if I had it. I'd be like taking pictures, selfies all the time. Number three, that's legal to show because number twos, one and two are on the boobies. Those are shame. But number three, that's a freak show. And that's, oh. <laughs> and that's the thing is we're so terrified. We're so afraid that people are going to see our nipples. So let's drop into that. Like, yeah. Let's actually have an honest conversation about that. What does seeing the <coughs> really bring up within us as a culture as a society 
What do you think that's about? Shock. There's a lot of shock that shows up. Like, that's a nipple. Now what am I supposed to do with it? Am I supposed to love it? Am I supposed to run from it? Like, I'm not, I think the reaction is so confused and conflicted. And there's both like feeling enticed and intrigued and turned on. And at the same time, that's shameful. You shouldn't be turned on. Even like as a woman, you shouldn't be turned on by another woman's nipples. But let's face it, I am 24-7 turned on by women's nipples. And and men's nipples. I love nipples, honestly. Like I love them on men. I love them on women. I don't care if the man has bigger boobies than me. Like I love nipples. And and everybody's nipples are so different, right? And mm-hmm. men's nipples don't have shame. They get to yeah. strut them around. That's right. So is right. it the milk? Is it that they're a source of food that makes them shameful? Like what is that? I think it's the arousal. I think it's all right. And I'm going to say some radical things. So You go, girl. I, <laughs> Not on this show, never. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what it is, is the reason there's a conflict is because we haven't dropped in and, and we haven't normalized and we haven't become comfortable with the whole um, arousal that happens in the breastfeeding stage. Mm-hmm. I think that that's part of what it is about, that I think that either a we weren't breastfed so we're craving it like drastically like you know craving it or we were and there was this really beautiful connection and bonding and intimacy and for the mom there's like a a, there is pleasure in the Mm -hmm. experience and there's all of these pieces that go along with that that we just don't know how to deal with or process and I think that's that part of because we haven't dealt with it and we haven't processed it and it's that whole like either denial or we got that we really got that nurturing experience and we don't know what to do with that because we haven't been able to achieve it anywhere else in our lives because of society and all sorts of things so I think that 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 I think it really comes back down to that piece of that breastfeeding piece and the Mm -hmm. relationship that hasn't been resolved within us because of societal expectations and norms and I would be it would be interesting to go and explore the conversation of nipples in a culture where boobs just were out and breastfeeding was a thing it wasn't a thing it was just everybody did it and sure and and that to see is there that same kind of weird reaction to nipples, seeing the nipples, see, you know, am I aroused? Am I not aroused? Am I allowed to be aroused? What's happening? I shouldn't yeah. look, avert eyes, but I want to, like, there's this, the reaction. Yeah, I think that kind of disappears when you look at different tribal cultures, even when, you know, there's pe- people, you know, and you're watching documentaries or something, and there's women walking around, their breasts are exposed, they're nursing a child, and they're just standing there like this is conversation, and now we're going to slap some poop on a house and build our hut. It's just part of their daily life, right? Mm-hmm. And their breasts are out all the time, so it's a different reaction to them so then what becomes sacred or sexual to them are those bits that they're hiding which might be some very minute part of their body maybe their ankles become like the sacred area that are like ooh. I think it's always the parts that we're trying to hide that become that secret sexual area um, that now all of a sudden is our our sensual spot that we didn't know um you know, we didn't really identify that way. So, you know, if your ankles were covered in some culture, but your breasts are totally exposed, I think then whatever they're wearing as anklets becomes their bra in a way. 
Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I think so, but I also think that there's a, there's another piece of like, I mean, like the breasts are a herogenous zone, right? Like mm -hmm. so there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pleasure as we had great conversation about nipple and all the pleasure possibilities that you got going on there. Right. And so I think totally. that it is one of our sex organs and our bodies respond when we're in that aroused state, our nipples get hard and there's a response. And, and so there is a, a level of, I think I'm turned on. You can see my nipples as a calling of like, I'm in this aroused state, which is a lure right mm. it's like it's no different though like when men are turned on and and their nipples also get hard they sure do and 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 it's the same thing it's like oh those are sexy mm -hmm. i like to lick that yeah. <laughs> give a little nibble give a little lick give a little tweak absolutely right, right? but we're not responsible it's okay to have other people respond to us an arousal response, but we're not responsible to do anything with it. So if we actually moved in a different way with that, so what if everybody got turned on by what seeing your nipples? 24 seven. 24 seven. Yeah. And what if we didn't have to respond to it? I think that's where it comes down to is then you're responsible for their turn on. And that's something that I've been working with in the last few years, being okay with turning people on and then not feeling responsible for their arousal is if I have to act on it and like give them an orgasm because oops, I turned you on. Yeah. So for a long time, I shut myself off completely, like actually completely. And what wouldn't even allow myself to be aroused around people. I didn't want to be responsible for their turn on. And I was blamed by people like verbally blamed. Well, you turned me on. So therefore I'm like, well, that's interesting. So I deserve abuse because you've, I've turned you on. Um, and I think that that's been pretty common too. I remember conversations in the eighties and nineties with like, what are women wearing? Are they exposing their, their breasts? Are they, you know, wearing things that are so-called naughty? And, and does that make it because they're turning people on everything becomes their fault as if the people responding have no self-control. Maybe we need to teach them. It's okay to be turned on and not have to act on in classes. <laughs> Well, and that's the truth of it, right? That's, yeah. that's the real truth of it is that we can be free. If we stop feeling responsible for other people's sexual gratification, mm -hmm. this allows us to open up to be who we are and to be free and not moving from a place of, I need to protect, you know, the bra is like this armor, right? It can be a representation of this armor and I need to protect my safety by, you know, taming the nipples, by, you know, preventing anybody from seeing, you know, my breasts from all of these, these concepts. It's, it's a representation of this fear that if my body or I turn somebody on, that something bad is going to happen mm -hmm. and that I'm responsible because it was my fault because they were turned on by me. And one of the huge pieces of the work that I do in the world is being like, that shit <laughs> it is not our responsibility. And yes, let's type that. Let's teach classes. Let's have conversations about you can be turned on by somebody, but it's not their responsibility. Yeah. That's a really big one. And I think, you know, that's, that's a component that, you know, if, if we actually could 
facilitate that for our kids early on, you know, to say, you know, yes, you know what, your body is wonderful and beautiful. And you might find that people are attracted to you. You're not responsible. It's not your fault and you're not responsible and just go enjoy your body. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's like you're a naked baby running around and people are trying to shame you or you're like hitting puberty and you're just like all excited to, to have these new body parts. It's like to not shame them for what they're experiencing as pleasure with their, their bodies. And then to also let them know they're not responsible for turning people on. Because it happens, you know, even babies turn people on. That's, we don't really put it in those words, but you see a baby and your, you know, maybe your body lights up or if you've never wanted a kid, then it irks and wants to run away. But for the most part, most bodies will be like, oh, wow. And there's this automatic reaction of kind of like a joy or a desire to have a response from that baby. And most people like have to prove to the baby that that baby's going to like them back, right? You got to smile at that baby. You got to make sounds. You got to get a reaction because you truly desire having that baby be attracted to you, which is such an interesting and bizarre reaction, right? But yes, trying to evoke that constantly out of people. And then when they do it, then we blame them for turning us on. Like it's so backwards. (laughs) Oh yeah. The whole thing. So fucked up. It's like we got we got some we got some stuff as a culture that we kind of need to navigate a little bit better around this. Yes, yeah. So what can I do to help facilitate for you of going feeling safe enough to go out without a bra to free your nipples? Well, for me, actually it's interesting because it's mainly to do with um, my breast size. And I always felt like if I had big breasts, I wouldn't care. But it's when I feel like uh, the shape, it's all about for me, the shape. And if I can, um, like the bra I'm wearing right now, you can definitely see like you can notice the nipple through it. Um, but, but it's more, it's just like, it's, it's really soft and it's holding a shape. And there I have other ones that will boost the size, you know, and then slap them together and then hike them up. And I have, I have all of those contraptions and it's really about the shape. Like if I could feel like the shape was, um, interestingly enough, if I felt like the shape was actually sexier. I'd be willing to go out there all the time. It's just my point of view of what sexy is. So when I see breasts, um, like what my ideal breasts would look like is not what my breasts look like. Although uh, according to, it's really, it's this is actually a funny conversation and I talked about it once on my show, but um, I was like looking for what is my, what is my ideal breasts? Like, what do they look like? What do they feel like? And I was having this exploration a few years ago. And then I was watching a a movie about a woman who was a, um, like a sex addict. And what else do I watch? Right. So I was watching this movie and, and then my whole body went, those breasts, those are the breasts that I love. And I, so I went to grab my husband. I'm like, look, those are the breasts I would like. And he's like, your breasts are almost exactly like that, but I couldn't see it. And still, that's something where I have a bit of a uh, block where I don't see what he sees. And I don't see what a lot of people see with that. Um, So I've kind of just went, okay, well, that's okay. They're not like looking like they want to look. So I'll just do things to them to make them look like I think I would like them to look. It's all like my perception of it. 
So to have that freedom would be nice to just like change my point of view. And so then I can be like, oh, now look at these. These are so wonderful. These are exactly what I thought they looked like, even though I can't see it yet. One thing that I did that really helped when I was doing, it was kind of like body default, like it was like this, you know, this inability to see the beauty in my body because it wasn't what I in pictured or envisioned what my body looked like. And for me, it was when I was younger, I, I was very tiny. Like I, I you know, I, I weighed very little and I was very skinny and I had all this beauty privilege and there was a whole bunch of stuff that went along with all of that. And I, you know, and I was the first person to be like, Oh yeah, I totally fuck me. Right. Like that, that was awesome. my, that was my, like when I was getting ready to go out to a party or a club, I didn't care whether other people found me attractive. <laughs> it's all about like, would I do me? Yes, I would do me. Okay. We can now go out into the world. And so That's I had, awesome. I had this really, you know, really strong attachment to what my sexy was. Right. And then I got into a car accident and, and my body shape changed and, and, you know, I got more voluptuous and more curves and all sorts of things. My whole body shape changed. Hmm. And I was having a really hard time finding the sexy in this new body because every time I would look in the mirror, I'd have the vision of this other body that wasn't staring back at me. And one of the most powerful things I've ever done around my own beauty and body image was I had, I did a photo shoot, um, a sexy photo shoot. Um, it was all very artistic, all these things. And then I took those pictures and I put them all over my house. And so it was like, it was slowly changing what my ver new version of sexy was oh, I, like I, I have some of those so that is something but I haven't put them out for public viewing around my house could be interesting I have a lot of um farmers and things that show up in my <laughs> through my tourist <laughs> alarming uh, it could be fun they might not even recognize me in the photos so it could be fun you just crop them just boobs right just there. boobs well, and this was the thing I, I saw this, I went over to my friend's place who they had done the, the photo shoot, right? And I was over at their house and this is when it really occurred to me that I didn't see the beauty that actually existed hmm. in my body. When I saw this beautiful picture of these incredible, and it was about my, it was actually my breasts. It was these beautiful breasts and the light was shining on them and they were angelic and the whole thing was angelic. Wow. And I was just like, I'm like, wow, what a great shot. Like, who is that? And they, I didn't even, I so was so removed from it. I didn't even recognize it, that it was me in that wow. picture. Wow, that's awesome. And when they were like, <laughs> they started laughing. They're like, that's you. Those are your boobs. I'm like, what? I don't look like that. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. And that was kind of that really like, wow, it shifted and it like clicked something new as like, oh, I'm not seeing the beauty that exists because yeah. I'm stuck. My brain is stuck in an old loop or yeah. my brain's stuck in this loop that's not being able to see the beauty that exists already in the body that I'm in this, in this moment. I love that. So 
when I was about 18 or 19, I did a painting of my own breasts when I was looking in a mirror and I painted my uh, own body. And I love that. I don't know what I did with that painting. I loved it. It was very sort of abstract, you know, reds and purples and things. And it was really lovely. And then, um, yeah, I remember looking at it going, wow. And I showed it to a boyfriend, I think at the time. And he was like, that's great. Who is that? I'm like, that's me. He's like, no, it's not. And it was that opinion that that wasn't mine. I was like, wow, I thought it was mine. I painted these like where I felt so connected to that. So I do, I know that I'm highly influenced by other people's opinions. Um, That is just part of who I am. But I also get that I can use that to my advantage. So using somebody else's perspective of them being beautiful um, or looking at the art that somebody has created that is my body and, and they're like, wow, do you see this? And um, it's something that I'm definitely getting into. It's, there's still some shit there. So yeah, maybe now's a good time to just do a giant ass nude of myself. Um, I have a friend coming this weekend who could take some photos for me and I can just start painting them. So beautiful. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So thank you for that. Cause I, I think that's something that I've been lacking for the little while is to actually look at my body without the bra on and to, to like go, Oh, that could be, that could be lovely. It could be, it could be, maybe it is, maybe it's, maybe it's more than I thought it was. <laughs> I'm sure it's delicious. Thank you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anything else that we feel like we are called to talk about in the, you know, what do you want to leave our listeners with? So I had a really funny conversation with a client um, a couple weeks ago and she was, she actually said something about bras and I want to just point this out because I think that this is something that was quite alarming to me was that there's, there's a woman who's um, in our area who for the longest time was lacking intimacy with her husband and she also had an injury and did not take her bra off and it actually rotted to her body so there's like there are things going on in the world that we don't even realize the level of like harm that that bras are doing you know even from what science is saying with the the um what they know right when when you're wearing underwire bras and how that's affecting breast tissue but what if you can't remove one for the love of jesus don't put one on if you can't remove it and there's so many other things right like that the level of shame that woman must have had Mm -hmm. and then to have to go through that pain so i think um really breast health in general to look at like, you know, are, if you are wearing a bra, make sure you're cleaning them, make sure that you're cleaning your breast tissue, make sure that you're, you know, lifting your breasts up when you're washing so you don't get stuff going, growing under there from if you are wearing bras or, or whatever you're wearing. I think there's a, there's like health concerns that need to be looked at. Oh yeah, as well as your lymph node circulation, mm-hmm. um, back issues, neck issues. There's a whole bunch of um, health concerns that can happen in yeah. in that in, from that space. And you know, there it's important to let your boobs be free. Like they need to move. They need the tissues need to move. Everything needs to move. It needs to breathe. And that's an important piece. And, and I, you know, I always invite everybody, this is my invite, is to look at why am I choosing to wear a bra? Mm-hmm. 
is it a choice or is it because I have been told that I have to? Can I leave the house because I want to free the boobies <laughs> and leave the house and let them be? Or do I believe that there's no way I can leave the house because if I leave the house without a bra, um, I'm going to have a group of men rape me, attack me, follow me, whatever those fears are that are going on around that, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to get, you know, nipples shamed and boob shamed by other women. Like if these are your places that you're moving from and, and when we move from, I mean, I'm a firm believer that when we move from a place of reaction and fear that are making our choices for us, that doesn't support us having a happy, healthy, wealthy, magical, epic, orgasmic life. That doesn't support that. No, so it doesn't. I lovingly invite you to kind of look at in through this conversation, where are the places that you're making a conscious choice? Because you might be like, you know what? I mean, you know, for me, I like wearing my corset, surprisingly, actually, right? <laughs> you know, I'm like not a bra wearing girl, but I do, however, like to wear my corsets because I do enjoy the the spectacularness of these mounds that are, you know, on my chest, right? And the heaving that happens, my heaving bosoms that happen when I throw on the corset. Right, and I like the aesthetic purpose. I love of it. it. It's making you drool just thinking I about know, it. It's totally making me drool. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I like how the corset and my heaving bosoms create this hourglass shape. It's like with my, you know, as one of my lovers call them, my sexy um, hip birthing hips. Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and but that's a choice that I'm making in that moment because that's what I'm wanting to make that choice. I don't have to, it's not the only way I feel beautiful. It's not the only way I feel sexy. And I think that's the piece of it is that it can be a part of that. It can be a part of your costume, your outfit, mm -hmm. your, you know, the way that you move in the world, but it doesn't have to be the only way. And I think yes. that's more of the, you know, the thing that I want to leave people with is that it doesn't have to be the only way. It can be one yeah. of the ways. For sure. And it's just a choice. And ask your body, right? Ask your body if it would like to wear one because your body will know. There yeah. are days where my body's like, nah, -uh, and then there are days where it's like, oh yeah, and this one, and this is going to make us money. So I just go with what makes me money. And <laughs> sometimes it's a bra and sometimes it's not. According to my husband, my, I'm lying to myself and I should never wear a bra it'll make me more money i'm gonna experiment <laughs> with his theories on that for a while and see what shows up because he's got some wild ideas <laughs> i think he's not wrong in that <laughs> <laughs> he could be right and it would be the first time he's right but <laughs> and so yeah so the, i think that's that piece like and yeah it's like listening to your body there's, for example, logistically, when I'm doing, when I'm working out and when I'm doing high activity, because my breasts are so huge, um, I don't want to get black eyes and I, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts when I'm bouncing and, you know, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff happening there, right? So at that point, I got to strap the girls down, you know, for my safety, 
for the safety of my face. <laughs> of everybody involved. <laughs> everybody involved, not taking anybody out. My boobs, my flailing, bouncing boobs. <laughs> so what do you do to strap them down? Do you actually use like a bind, like a sort of like a binding to hold them in? Like, no, I you... actually have like some sports bras. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So like I have some sports bras or I'll have like some sports, um, you know, built-in bras mm -hmm. for workout clothes that basically like I got to squish them in and then they're like they're like this and they're like right. squashed and then you're just like you're just like this and licking them and it's <laughs> well, there, wonderful. Is, there is some times where I'm like I'm doing something and I'm like oh I totally can bury my face in there that's so much that's fun so <laughs> awesome I think that'd be so fun to have breasts where I could just bury my face in them I probably would never leave the house frankly like that's the truth <laughs> But, and when I go, when I travel, this is, I learned the hard way, because when I travel, I go off the beaten path, especially like in Costa Rica and things mm -hmm. like that, and I'm off in the jungle, and there's not real roads, and and let me tell you, I didn't wear a bra, I didn't wear even a tank top that had my built-in bra action going on there, and my chest and my breasts hurt so bad from bouncing and bouncing right. all over the place and bouncing and bouncing. So there are logistical things that you just got to like deal with. And the logistics those, of breasts. The logistics There's a book right there, darling. You can write that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it, you know, or maybe when, for example, you may choose to wear a bra because your nipples are really sensitive because you might be in your menstruation period mm -hmm. and, and, and things like that, right? You might need that extra support and stuff uh, and things not rubbing up against your nipples. So there's, or if you're breastfeeding and, you know, your breasts are squirting all over the place, then, you yeah. know, you might, you might want to, you know, you know, kind of, Stick some towels in there. That's what I had to do. And just like giant towels folded, walked around. It's like, it's great. Could have milked for a lot of people. <laughs> so I think that there are reasons behind and there's no right or wrong, but yeah, yeah. check in. Ask and for yourself. our sisters out there who have, you know, had mastectomies too, who maybe their bodies, they're feeling some stuff where they like to have the balance look going on or, or they're just adjusting to the change with their new body, right? So there's there's stuff that goes on for them and their breasts and, and bras as well. There's like an entire community of women who are dedicated to the bras for women who have had mastectomies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not a it's it's not a cut and dry. It's not a yay or nay. It's a let's let's look at let's look at this. Let's look deep yeah. in our relationship with it and why and how and is it serving us and. And, you know, how can we move out of that place of that? It does yeah. serve us. Move from an unhealthy relationship with it to a healthy relationship with it. I love that. Is there pleasure in our choices? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so how can they get a hold of, what's the best way of, of reaching you and connecting with you? I mean, I'm going to have all, I yeah. have all of your contact stuff in the show notes and things like that, but. So they can find me, uh, the easiest way to find me is on my website, uh, melitzajelenik.com or info at melitzajelenik.com is one of the ways you can contact me um, through social media. If you do friend me on social media, at least send me a note to tell me why you're friending me because otherwise I won't even notice you. So if you're writing and going, hey, I heard you on this show, I'll respond. But if you're just like sending me naked dick pics, thank you. But um, also send me a note to let me know why you're sending me that. That would be helpful. <laughs> 
I fucking love that. I'm just going to start using that. <laughs> if you're going to send me a dick pic, I would like a note with it. Why? <laughs> yeah, why are you sending this to me? And if you would like an evaluation, that's my time and you pay me for that too. For that. So exactly. yeah, yeah. This is my rate for evaluations. <laughs> love it. Um, you can find me at succulentliving.com for all of your sexual wellness needs, for all your BDSM education and needs. You can find me at empressgaia.com. Please make sure you come follow um, on all of your favorite platforms because like Melitza's show, I'm all over the place. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. And the show's name is called My Orgasmic Life, my podcast. Actually, it's not. My, it's just My Orgasmic Life. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> <the> pause. Because <laughs> I always say my orgasmic life, mm, right? Because I get excited. Because right? I'm always excited yeah. about the name of it. I'm like, yeah, my life is orgasmic. Mm, like, and then you, people right? are like, I put in the three M's after, but I couldn't find, find you. you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Oh, that's great. Um, and you can find me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette or Empress Gaia. So Empress Gaia, that's freaking awesome. That's I don't remember you talking about being Empress Gaia, so I love this new persona. You like this? <laughs> I really like this new persona. It's really good. It's so matching. It's awesome. <laughs> we'll have to have another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, definitely. In the dungeon, maybe. Maybe she'd come mm. over and hang out in the dungeon. I'll probably not leave. That's the thing. <laughs> I'll make sure your husband comes and gets you. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, he'd probably be like, hey, if that's going to show up, can I just like be in the corner at least? I want to witness this. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all, folks. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I know. It was so much fun. I, I'm sure you'll be on again. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.